Good morning or good afternoon, depending on where you're listening from. This podcast, episode 3, was recorded on March 28th at 3 p.m. Eastern. Welcome to The Fabric Podcast. Um, I lost my notes. Can you read that? With the launch of the ecosystem? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. It was German, yeah. The, yeah. Oh, what kind of chair is that? Uh, it's it's a it's a gamer chair. Gamer chair. Gamer. What's the what's the what brand D, is that? D DX Racer something. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's it's super old. Uh, I, those are like gamer headphones too. Yeah. Is that Logitech? No, that's uh, the what Astro something. Oh. It's what the Call of Duty players use. Astros, yeah. Yeah. I got these uh, Astro A40s that I used to use. Yeah, yeah. I threw those against the wall. This one is like the the Bluetooth or whatever. Right? Yeah, I don't... I When I first got those, that's when I started learning about open and closed back headphones. And I don't know if I... I don't know which ones I like better. Definitely on the airplane, closed back. Yeah. So that nobody can hear me and it's like sound, uh, sound isolating, whatever. All right. Welcome again, Thomas and Charlie. Thank you for joining this time without being surprised. I'm sure you appreciate that, right? <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Thank you. Hi there. <laughs> I wanted to focus on what we are doing. I mean, it's today, right? We're releasing this today. Is that the plan, Thomas? Yeah. That's the awesome. Plan. Now, we're going to give a little bit of uh, history. We're going to rehash a little bit of what we've covered in the other podcasts kind of catch some people up who have not listened to those, but also bring in some very new information that nobody knows aside from the team and some uh, some of the people that have been helping us put all of this together. So, well, first of all, how are you guys doing? Are you guys feeling good? Yeah, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling refreshed. It's a beautiful day today. Um, just looking forward to, uh, you know, getting this week off on a right note. Yeah. Thomas, you've been getting much sleep lately? Yeah, it's it's been well very relaxing getting stuff done, and with the rebirth coming, I think all all achievements we we ever wanted are knocked on one certain point. So it's it's super great. You know, we got yeah. the perfect team laid down, etc. But but yeah, things are falling into place. Yeah, totally. Sweet. So, what is your headspace right now? Like, how are how are you? I mean, I know you said that it's falling into place, but like. You're saying it's relaxing, but I also noticed that you're up at, gosh, I think I saw some texts at 9 p.m. Eastern time, 10 p.m. Eastern time, which is not 9 or 10 p.m. your time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wake up early and, and work. Well, first of all, you know, I'm, I'm mentally super, super good. I mean, with, with the recent months coming, et cetera, I think I haven't felt anything like this when we launched Fabric or anything related to that, even when we launched House. Um, it's super great that there's so many things coming together and that there's a team I can trust 100%. It's, it's super great. And in general, that we got those connections, that we got those amazing talents we work for, it's just a pleasure. And I think the stuff which happened way back in the, in the, in the days or around last year, I think those all come up to this point now, sort mm -hmm. of the good things, the bad things. 
and you sort of see, okay, it doesn't always matter if there's something good in life um, or something bad in life because, you know, it's the same path you're going and it's going one direction and it's, it's super great. And about that topic that I'm up late, I think that, I think that's that's super nice because I, I enjoy so much chatting with, with the team, chatting with the community. Um, it's such a great time and it's such a great place too. Yeah, definitely a different vibe these days than it was in the past. And you and you probably understand that we're not going to wake up at three in the morning to chat with your morning. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> your nine o'clock in the morning. So, so yeah, you went over a little bit about what you're really excited about and what we're about to talk about. I want to ask something that might be a little bit more sensitive, a little bit tougher to talk about, but I think people need to know this. About a year ago, right, and then the months following, was there ever a point in that that you felt, man, I failed? Or was there ever a point where you just wanted to give up? I think give up, maybe no, but, but definitely that I failed, totally. I wouldn't say I'm for this topic. I'm I'm a very strange person because I would say and and this you know that I barely feel super hundred percent satisfied with what we do. Um, oftentimes that's not because the quality isn't there, but that's just my my sort of mindset that there's always a better step ahead. That's good in one way, but bad in another way. Because for example, I remember around I don't know. 30 plus concepts we did for house for fabric etc which i loved and then in the in the next day i didn't like that much and um it's it's some 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 sort of that feeling but i think going back to what happened back then there there was one point where i i wouldn't say i i left but i i wanted to to be more in the background and then I've noticed, okay, this isn't working out. It's it's my project. It's my faults, and I gotta be there to correct my faults and correct everything. And I think the community and the holders and pretty much everyone in the community deserves that. And I'm 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 super grateful right now that we're in this yeah. position, that we're um, having this team having you know, this this perfect lineup. Um, and yeah. So I want to ask a little bit more specifics. What one or two things have kept you wanting to push through all of the toxicity in the chat or Twitter, as well as the fear, uncertainty, and doubt, or as we call FUD? Well, definitely, first of all, um, when when someone sort of says, okay, you're, you're, you suck, you're stupid, you can't do this and that, I, I definitely want to do that. So there's the the challenge between the the point where I just want to prove the community wrong or the haters wrong with what we do, and then there's also the the sort of point where I wouldn't say I want to be a, a super big company or anything super large related. I don't want to be the next super crazy crypto innovative company. I don't want to be on on number one. I just want to do dope shit. I just want to have a community that relates to what we do and sort of that we sort of grow together, hands in hands. And that's my goal. That goal always meant for me to to keep on going, to trust in myself, which is really hard sometimes. 
because you're at, at some sort of point, sometimes at a position where you say, okay, can I do this? And then you got to do this and you don't know what happens because I, I still remember, for example, when white paper two came out, I was a standalone team. You know, I was solo, solo driving the, the boat and was, you know, awake till, I don't know, four to 5 a.m. and sort of tried to, to hold this together. And, you know, it didn't work out, but, but yeah, it's definitely an exciting journey. You mentioned being by yourself when you released White Paper White Paper 2, which then kind of guided you into wanting to have a little bit more of a solid foundation and trusted team, right? So how has having those two things in place helped you in your efforts to rebuild the ecosystem? So there's two things about it. So first of all, the the team... It's, it's, it's a super important part for me because I wasn't able to to fully open myself ever like this in Fabric. And this was meant with anything we did and having a super, super great team and people you can really trust 100% and do their, and to do their work super good is, is the key factor. Because right now I'm I'm feeling like, okay, with every thought and everything what's coming, there's nothing who can stop me personally. But I also know, okay, there's this team who's going to hold together um, because we've we've been through hell and have and and it's it's it, that's that's a great factor. the The second factor about the solid foundation is, I think, our ecosystem was also super super strange. I would say for outsiders, you didn't mm-hmm. knew what part was related to what sort of story and what else. And with the rebirth and everything coming for me and for outsiders, it's so clear to see, okay, this part goes to this and we're doing this and that. There's, of course, always these house vibes, always these fabric vibes, etc. But it's much clearer and much more welcoming for outsiders. Yeah. Now, compared to your launch last year with the Genesis Collection House Phases, how has your project evolved since? And what steps have you taken to improve its structure and foundation? So I think when we launched House or the Genesis Collection, we thought it would be a very close and small project and didn't meant to grow as big as it is right now. And what we meant for House in the first beginning was always that we wanted to create something special, something innovative, but also super appealing to what we think will or is fitting in Web3. And right now, it's it's the factor between art, culture, education, innovation, entertainment. That's pretty much all those words circling around fabric. And that we're getting to this level is such great and such an improvement from what we first wanted to do with Fabric or with House. Because right now we're covering pretty much everything. Our ecosystem is is not just one project. It's not based on one trend. It's more based around the factor it's community supportive. You got the art, you got the culture. You basically learn with your community. You teach them. I want to host workshops, etc. So it's sort of we we are together and we're 
doing this together. And this is what I also super noticed with Oli Fat. Our community really learned, as I did, from from our faults or from my faults. And they learned how to deal with height, how to deal with success, failure, etc. And I think that's a that's a super great point. Okay, a lot of this has required extending some trust around certain people and including some newer people to your inner circle or to your core team. Can you talk a little bit about that? Who has stayed through this process, right? And who, like, basically who's been there since the beginning and who have you included that is new in this uh, in this core team? I would say all of our core members are pretty much here from the beginning or were first in the community and then were sort of in the team. So. First of all, starting with with you, Ben, I think we both met around, I think last year, well, we chatted before, but last year, maybe October, September, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's always so interesting to to see what the community wants and what you as a founder wants. And it's so amazing when both goals match with each, which, with each other. And speaking of, pretty much the core team members. Everyone wanted to change something, wanted to build something. And that's why we got, for example, you. And then we also got Charlie. Charlie, he's also since here since the beginning. Um, I, I just remember when we when we just chatted about a lot of funny things and a lot of memes in the in the beginning. And it's funny to see, okay, now he's really in the core team and sort of building together. Then we got George, which is Cobalt. I know him since, I would say, 15 plus years. So a really long time ago. We both worked sort of at the same company, both crossed each other's roads. Oftentimes, we knew each other for a long time. And then it's also, you know, super great having someone who you know for so many for so many years, who's also um, falling in your word often and correcting you and always wants to do to have the best result about you. That's like with with any core member. But it's 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 a great to to have this sort of connection between all the all all of the core members. Then we got Rad. He's our lead developer. Rad is funny story about Rad. So when we wanted to launch Murray V2. Red came in. Before that, he criticized a lot of moves from the team and a lot of things about the team. And that's how we got into contact with him. It's super interesting to see where we both started, I would say. He's OG in our ecosystem. He's super intelligent, super great dev. I, I, I couldn't imagine a better dev for, for House. And he's, I said, you know, super intelligent. You know, he's he's doing code like no one else. And that's super cool. And then last but not least, we got Mo, aka Maurice Harkless. He's pretty much here since Murray, since we launched Murray. We've been in talks since then. I didn't knew he's like an NBA pro in the beginning. Uh, we chatted about pretty much everything about, well, first art, then Murray, then pretty much anime, etc. 
that's how we got into into talks with him. And then he said, you know, I can hub yell out, and and it was like, okay, that's that's super interesting. And we got into deeper conversations. But now, you know, he's our brand curator, so that means he got so many connections. He just wants the best for fabric, etc. So it's great to involve him on something which we both want to create for the future. And I think with the whole core team like this, this really feels like a like a family some sort, I would say. Because I'm creating something, or then I'm sending it to the team chat, and then Biz is commenting something as he would be like like my dad. Like <laughs> we, we don't sign off each other things and you know he doesn't say, Oh, this is so amazing, this is so great. Mm. You know, there's always comments about, you know, why I did that and this. Same goes to Charlie, same goes for Red. Red especially. He's questioning everything that it's perfect for the community, for team. And that's super great. And I think all of these puzzle pieces, I would say, uh, we solve in a perfect team. And right now I can say this is a perfect team. I've never been so open to the team. I've never been so connected, as I would say. And that's a great factor. Yeah, and I think uh, something that we've all appreciated in all of our, gosh, I don't even know how many meetings we've had by now, but even this recording, we're, we're doing it over camera. And that's something that I don't think you would have ever dreamed of doing back you know, six months ago or whatever. Also, by the way, we formed the committee... I think in July of last year, which yeah. which which was uh, obviously you and I hadn't talked a lot back then, but it was it was kind of the beginning of seeing criticism and feedback in a constructive way and not totally shutting everything down. And I think I appreciated that a lot back then. So yeah, totally. I mean, when we created the the committee, mm-hmm. um, a lot of great folks wanted to change something about house. And that's where we both got into closer contact. And um, I remember when we created the group and you guys corrected the white paper too, the grammar and the text, etc. George and I always chatted about, you know, how you would lead these sort of directions, etc. So that was really great. The thing about the core team was where, where I said, okay, we, doc- we, we got into sort of deeper conversations that you actually, you know, are super important part of the team that's happened then for for me yeah no it's a beautiful thing to hear thomas you know it's it's a wonderful thing to place trust into your community um you know from my side you know being here since uh, mint it's an amazing thing to have a founder recognize not only your ability but your opinion to take into account what uh you think could better the project you know that was always something that you know for me was uh, something that I held very closely. Like I was like, damn, this is awesome. Thomas is going to take my opinion into account and really try to improve the project. So to be onboarded, to be part of the core team, it's a privilege, it's an honor. It's going to be a fun time working for the community to build this up to where Thomas's vision is going to be. But you know, to get into this launch and into this trust building, you know, I want to ask Ben a question. With this relaunch of the ecosystem, Ben, have you had to make any changes to the mission statement or the overarching goals? And you know, if you have, can you explain the reasoning behind the changes and what impact they're going to have on the foreseeable uh, future? Ooh, that's a that's a great question. I think I think saying making changes to the mission statement 
I don't know if we've had to do that. I think organizing it, um, because I think as if if you know any creatives and you are really close to them, you, you you can probably understand that they have brains that may work differently than others, and they have everything makes sense in their head, right? Um, so I think putting together and organizing the things in place really helped because in the beginning, right last year when we were going through all of the um, the launches of House and the Muri, and then we were talking about Niwa and and then some of this other stuff, I think we really needed to figure out a way to rally around something like a mission statement or a, an elevator pitch. And so as we had more conversations and as we started to realize what was on Thomas's mind, how he wanted to connect certain things, I thought, you know what? And in fact, when we had, I think, one of our first group video calls, and it, it's kind of funny because it was the one that I think something happened with Thomas where he had a bail. And there, uh, you can see the moment when we were all talking and then I was just like, Guys, what if we had these three ideas that we could incorporate into every project, but each project elevates that particular piece individually? And so as I started to develop it a little bit more and started thinking about it a little bit more, it, it became obvious that the three main topics that we need to rally around are art, fashion, and storytelling. So this became the mission statement to create value by connecting people worldwide through the transformative power of art, fashion, and storytelling, becoming a leading platform for creative expression, collaboration, and education within the Web3 space. So what that means, and I, because I, I know also that educating others in this process is something that is on uh, Thomas's heart. It's on a lot of us, a lot of our minds, and, and, and passionately wanting to teach others what we've learned through our mistakes so incorporating that into Fabric and everything that we start to launch from here, we want to look through this lens and we want to do whatever we can to try to introduce the power of the transformative power of art, fashion, and storytelling. So you'll see that when, when the uh, website goes live, you'll see all of, all of those three things woven into each one of the projects. On top of that, we needed a team. I'm going to Actually, I'm going to segue into another part, uh, but I I feel really passionate that we are putting that we have put this into place. But we have put in place a uh, a community building aspect of the of the ecosystem, a, a top priority. And so, on top of that, we have rebuilt the team with this in mind, right? So, telling everybody, hey, these are the three main initiatives, and we want to become a leading platform for creative expression, collaboration, and education. Um, so with that, we put in place this thing, what we call the community development team, which is led by one of the founders, uh, George, or Cobalt, as you know him in <clears throat> in Discord, and then a longtime member who, gosh, he, I think he was there when the Discord first opened, I think, um, but is Pug. We have those two guys who are leading a group of other people, and I'll tell you who those people are, with that hold two positions. The first position is the community development lead. Uh, sorry, the community development lead is Pug, but the community development representatives we have in Vera and Blue Eyes. These are two who have been around for a very long time, and they're going to really help develop engagement strategies 
fostering constructive interactions and being the primary contact when it comes to collaboration opportunities with other Web3 projects. And then on top of that, we have three moderators that will exist to maintain the integrity and positivity, uh, sorry, positive atmosphere of the community by ensuring the chat feels welcoming, safe, and respected. Not something that we have been historically known for, but as of late in the last month, we've done, I, I feel like we've done an extremely good job of trying to foster that and trying to uh, corral those who are may lead that um, may lead that astray. So the the moderators that we've included in this are Bobby. <laughs> I'll change the names in Discord. Huh? <laughs> uh, Bobby, Doug, and Full Metal Bra. So these three guys are going to really help keep the atmosphere positive in the chat. And uh, and then with Varen Blue Eyes, you know anybody who wants to collaborate Web Three Wise, we will point directly to them. So now. I have a question for you, Thomas. We've built on this community. We've pivoted towards better focus. Tell us a little bit more about this new direction of the Fabric ecosystem. What can people go... I, I mentioned that, hey, we're making this go live today. So what can people go look at right now? So first of all, we're relaunching the Fabric website, which will be the circling point around the ecosystem. On the Fabric side itself, we're going to have house info and mirror info and pretty much all the info about the projects in our ecosystem. That's been one point we always wanted to change since we had five plus websites for everything and it's it's great to have one circling point. So what changed? I think, first of all, the overall strategy, how we're doing things, the mission statement, and pretty much everything in our ecosystem. Not saying that our overall goal changed, but how we're doing things to get to those goals. Then there's the status list, which you can, we got a menu or navigation right at the bottom of the website, which always sticks to it. So you can just navigate, super simple. And then there's one point called status. On status, you can see things which are shipping out, which are in production, which are in closed production, and which are in planning. Those are things we always wanted to cover um, to have a transparent ecosystem so that our holes in our community and even outsiders who are maybe super keen on seeing the new Murray EP coming out can check, okay, what's going on and, and what's coming out. There's then, of course, the changes about the projects listed. So we got them split between major and minor. The main projects are, of course, House and Murray and Neva. Neva is coming soon, but for now, House and Murray. Those are the, I would say, the biggest planets in our ecosystem, if you want to say it like that. And then there's, of course, the different parts beneath it. There's always going to be very attaching pieces between the collections because, for example, for House, we're having a new, basically a new storyline. We never had a storyline at House. Now there's it's, it's attached to a storyline. You can, in the future, build your own utility that you can choose your own way. And this is all based around another collection, which is the Artifacts collection, which will also play a role. And I think it's it's so great having, as, as strange as it sounds, having 
the split between main and minor collections because you can sort of shuffle it you know there it's it's not just about those two collections it's it's always a bit of shuffling for example for murray we got night city which will be renamed which is renamed by now when this podcast is out probably we're gonna have art update we're gonna have evolving art interactive art and that's the great thing about web3 is that when you launch something and you don't want it or that maybe it doesn't fit to the ecosystem anymore you can change it however you want and well you can always sort of edit it and if you change something you can always go back and change it so it fits then there's of course as said the main update about house we got new module utility and that's the first point so you can build your own path with different parts we're launching each module will have the same utility first of all so what means is that each module will start from a certain point then there's of course the rarity for v1 and v2 which will be very different from booster utility exclusivity wise but you don't miss out on anything and for the future you can claim parts for your module and build your module in the utility way how you imagine it to be for example for art for culture for education for what else for token usage for storyline based interactions you can always customize i would say your module however you want and that you end up with something which i think is very important which supports your personal knowledge of utility and i think that's one point because utility often is for for some people it may be art for some people it may be profit or or money for the other people it may be access to certain events etc and in the future you can boost that with module parts and you can sort of choose your own path and uh, super great for murray first of all when we started with the story again looking back it's, it's been such a great ride and from the first second we also or always wanted to have an anime and a super great animation studio so right now when you're listening to this podcast there's going to be our first teaser from Mizu and the garden of spring which is the new lore which we got and the new lore is playing a new universe with new characters but this also means that the current pfp will change in the future and also a new manga will come out an anime with with a short pilot release in q4 and a season beginning of q1 in 24 so that's super amazing because Till we get to, for example, the PFP point, we'll have frequent updates about what's happening in the story. We're going to have a deep look into the storyline, into the land, into how the city looks, how Asobu looks. Because as said, we're going to have the manga split and timeline to the anime. So both will play in a whole different year. And it's amazing to see anime will play years back the manga will play years in the future and it's crazy to see sort of then see how certain family groups are created how certain cities are created and you see them in the manga as a 
super intelligent, great, futuristic city, but you also seen it in the anime where it was just like a basic small city with farmers, etc. Neva is in work. It's 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 a great project. When we wanted to launch it, we didn't expect it to be this great or this crazy. I think when we wanted to launch Neva, we didn't expect to have this great of customizer, this great um, fashion contacts, and and this super amazing roadmap coming with it. The the weekly drops with fashion uh, fashion crates. Nevo gonna be amazing. And when the time comes, the time basically comes. Um, I yeah. hope we can launch it somewhere. I don't know. I'm just gonna say Q2 to Q4. You know, so it's it's it's, it's <laughs> it would be amazing because it's such a great project. And always looking at the art, the art never feels old or not fitting. It's 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 great. So I have I have two things that I wanted to add or ask. With Muri, you and I had talked about, or I think the three of us had talked about maybe including some behind the scenes of the artist rendering some stuff on the PFP, maybe the animation. Can we expect that to be part of the updates, do you think? Or Yeah, definitely. Because I think I think the community would absolutely love to see kind of behind the scenes you know, artwork drawing once you want to start releasing what it looks like. Yeah, of course. So we're going to share as I did with any sort of updates or any sort of behind the scenes in the in the recent months, because I, I did that before with a lot of sketches of sceneries. But we're going to have a behind the scenes of how the anime was made, how the characters were sketched, a first look at the map, how the mountains were made um, with a lot of inspiration. And hopefully we're going to have some, some amazing shots, but you can at least expect behind the scenes footage um, if it's going to be the level of some sort of a Netflix doku, I, I can't say, but, but yeah. So maybe like some wireframes or something. Yeah, totally. That's, yeah. I mean, I often do a lot of inspiration pitches or PDFs um, where the direction should lead, etc. So. And then speaking with the artist, having their feedback, there's tons of sketches and tons of things we can share. Awesome. Okay, so the last the last question I have for that, uh, as it relates to what's launching, there is also there's also a link to the archives. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So one day. I've thought, okay, because I've seen a lot of messages about Charhan commenting what's in work, what's archived, what's maybe not in work. And to have a clear line between that, uh, I thought, okay, we need to some sort display this on a website. But maybe having a funny factor in it. And that's why we launched the archive side. You got this great looking windows 96 look it's 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 vintage you feel like i don't know like you're back in the days and there's going to be a lot of archive topics archived projects archived things maybe in the future even with archived footage of designs uh, which didn't make it etc because i think 
you always only see maybe an announcement or an image, but you never see what's behind it. And speaking of that, there's so much work we put into this for the last months and so much did make it, but people can look at it and maybe laugh about it and maybe like it. I don't know, but that's what the archive side is for. Cool. Yeah, I think uh, I, I've seen, I think it'll help differentiate what we've kind of left behind, what we've in, been inspired by and and all that. So um, one final question I have for you, Thomas. Yeah. Can you share some insights or lessons that you learned during your journey that you believe would be valuable for other founders? That's that's a good question. I think the the first sort of thing I've learned is that you're not alone with what you're doing. I think when when I started House and when I was in the position where I was a lot of solo actions, I always had people to to share my opinion or to to help me back in the days for example pug but there was always a lot of people uh, that supported me even though this and that happened and that's in, in in the real life world too and with every other founder there's always people who see your vision and trust in that vision and who don't care on the on what other people say uh, the second factor, I think, which is really, really important is just ignore the hate. Of course, you can take hate too hard and be sad all day. And I I did that. Um, hate really got to, to me personally and, and mentally. And I think that's that's not a great thing. With all the fat, with all the hate, you should always know, okay, there's something which is maybe not good in the ecosystem, but you're in this position to, first of all, change it. And you should just ignore it and, and do whatever you, you want. So chase your own dreams. Ignore the hate. Always know there is people supporting you, even though what happens. And and I think that's that's my message. Awesome. That is a great word. Thank you so much, Thomas. Look forward to seeing how the community reacts to all of this. And just super grateful for your leadership and the privilege and opportunity to be able to work with you in this capacity. Yes, yes. Very excited, very fortunate, and uh, just looking forward to seeing how the community reacts. Awesome. You heard it here first. Don't miss out on the exciting new direction and team at Fabric. Same vision, same founder, and a renewed focus to create value by connecting people worldwide through the transformative power of art, fashion, and storytelling becoming a leading platform for creative expression, collaboration, and education within the Web3 space. So head over to fabric.uno right now and check it out. That's fabric with a K dot U-N-O.